0: The Butt First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchie. Welcome back to But First Stretch. And if it's your first time listening, I am so glad that you're joining me today. So this episode is really special for me. This is my 10th episode that I am publishing. And I have to say, I just have so much gratitude for all the people that have come on, have told their stories, had things to share with everyone. And it honestly just makes me feel that... There's so many more people that we can still have on the show. Like this show has infinite possibilities. And I think the best part about it for me is that I'm making connections with people that, first of all, I didn't know were listening or people who were able to find something about the episode that really resonated with them. And to be honest, that's the whole purpose of this. It's to kind of tap into our own lives, do some self-examining And really learn about what works for other people. Um, It's to get involved. So whether, you know, fitness is your thing, whether nutrition is your thing, or whether it's not, it's just finding that, I don't know, that mutual connection that we all have inherently. And I really appreciate everything and everybody that have, have made this possible. Like my husband, who sometimes I have to like, Stay up recording something or get up super early. I know the last episode for some reason, both of my kids were up at 5:30 when I wanted to finish the recording with Elise. and he took them, read to them so that I could finish up and get the episode live. So I just have so much appreciation for everyone who's making this work. Um, I am looking at some other things to kind of add on to this podcast. I'm looking for or doing a free giveaway. The other thing that I've been doing that is really cool that's maybe lengthening and extending what I've been doing in my life is I've recently become a Queen of Prussia 10K mentor. Um, So it's a race that occurs in June in the area. And I know I've actually talked about it a few times on the show and it's funny because it must must have just come into alignment because basically what I love about this is that I'm given... Um, a small group of women who are interested in a mentorship program and I'm just going to be running with them and helping them with whatever they need and everybody obviously is so different some people may have never run 10 I guess 6.2 miles the 10k distance and I think what's really exciting for me about this is that my background when I first started teaching I became a track and field coach and I coach cross country And even though I have coached shot put javelin and I've taken girls to states on those events, I always come back to that distance run and just the love of cross country. And I think my favorite part about coaching is seeing people achieve their individual goals because for the average high schooler, track athletes, states is not what they want. They want to stay in shape. They want to be part of a team and they want to get better individually. And some of them have even gone to college for a sport. And I think that that has always been a passion of mine because it's so inspiring. And as much as I like working with them, they also inspire me too, to live my best life. And since I stopped coaching, I really miss it. There's a lot of parts that I've missed so I'm really excited to be working with women at this Queen of Prussia 10k. So if you do have any questions about the race please don't hesitate to reach out I'm really happy to and even if you're not running the race I would love for you to come out and join me on a run sometime I also run with um, sometimes Kanchi running even though the times are hard for me right now having two kids but also women run white marsh. So I would love to see you come out and it's definitely for all backgrounds. I think the scariest part is that people are afraid they're too slow or they're going to be left behind, but that's not the goal of either of those organizations. So definitely join me sometime and let me know what works for your schedule. I just love running and talking with different people. So that being said, I'm really excited for this episode because I know I had Rennie who was the therapist come on and talk about anxiety and that was an episode that a lot of people really loved. A lot of people reached out to me to have her come on and a lot of people gave me really good feedback about the practical advice that Rennie gave them and this guest this week kind of falls in a similar category um, because it is about mindset and kind of making that connection of tapping in to like what you want to do in your life, which for me is continuing to make connections with people running, even though I might not be doing it at the high school or middle school setting currently, um, I think that this guest will inspire you to reprioritize your life. So my guest today is going to be Jen from Conchie Coaching. She is going to help me discuss this topic of burn out and how to reprioritize your life and she is a certified mindset and energy leadership coach who is passionate about helping women become leaders in their own life and I think it's important that to kind of interject here because I think that men can also take away a lot from this but Jen does work with women which is very important um, she works with others to rediscover and tap into their core values their own authentic voice, and create a life and career they love. She is currently leading several workshops in the area, including Change Your Mindset, Change Your World, The Mindset of a Leader, and What is Your Success Formula. She'll also be releasing a Becoming Fearless workshop in the future, which I'm excited to hear more about. Jen educates the broader community through her blog, her podcast, and through focused coaching sessions that include the Energy Leadership Index Assessment that we will definitely tap into what that means today. Also, I do want to apologize. My dog, again, was um, just walking around the hardwood floors, making some noises, chewing his bone. So please ignore that if you hear that come up in the episode. I know that um, the dog bark can be pretty scary. I don't think there's a bark. There's just some background noise. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul, and the first portion of the podcast is the warm-up introducing our guest. Hi, Jen. Welcome.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And how did you get into coaching?
1: Yeah, so as you mentioned, I am a mindset and energy leadership coach who is passionate about helping women become leaders of their own life. Originally, I'm from upstate New York, but I went to college here in Philly, and now I live in Conchahawken with my husband and pop. My, Aww. yeah, Aww. he's super cute. He's the love of my life. <laughs> um, so my background is in corporate America. I spent over a decade working my way up the ladder in various roles, trying to find that one position that would fulfill my burning desire to have a direct impact on people's lives. And my whole life, I had been taught that corporate was the path to success and that success brings happiness. And because of that, I think I ignored this quiet alarm clock that I like to say was really going off inside me and telling me that I was meant for greater. And while I did what I could to fulfill my needs in the corporate world, uh, being on the wellness committee and moving into roles that would allow me to help others, I really just felt more burnt out with every move and every promotion and was so frustrated that one day I was in my boss's office and I was pitching an idea that would have a direct impact on my sales team and on our customers and when he started to push back I just lost it and I was just like an emotional mess and I was crying like ugly, snotty, gross tears And it was in that moment that I felt like I had lost and that nothing I would ever do in corporate would be enough. And I couldn't ignore that alarm clock anymore. So that evening, I literally just went home and started Googling coaching. And I was like, what careers could help me have an impact on people? Mm. Um, And I found coaching and I found um, core energy coaching. And I enrolled in the program the following weekend. And I have never looked back.
0: That is awesome. Awesome. Um, so what has been the most rewarding part of your job as a coach?
1: Yeah, so I absolutely love that I'm fulfilling my passion. It's been so rewarding being on the other side of the conversation and to see these amazing women have their own breakthrough moments and realize that they too can live greater. And it's just so rewarding to see them set boundaries and reprioritize doing things they love, making de- making decisions for themselves and truly just becoming leaders of their own life.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what is the most challenging?
1: (laughs) Um, So as a coach, I believe that my clients have the right answer inside them, and it's my job to help them uncover years of dust and clutter and limiting beliefs that are keeping them from showing up as their authentic self or realizing their true true potential for greater. That said, patience has always been challenging for me. Mm -hmm. And as a coach, I can often see my clients potential before they can. And it's really difficult for me to not reach through the phone or reach through the video and <laughs> shake them and be like, can't you see how great you are? Um, so patience and not getting into their box because I want to just be like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like, can't you just see it? But I know that they have to discover it in their own time and I'm there to work on their agenda and their timeline.
0: That is awesome. I love the concept too that we have like the right answer inside of us. I feel Mm -hmm. like I spent a lot of January diving into that idea when I was teaching yoga and even in my own life. Like, you gotta really listen to Mm -hmm. what's inside. So, I love that that's part of your coaching strategy. It's
1: all about intuition and not ignoring it. And I think that alarm clock that was going off inside me was my intuition trying to speak up. And I ignored it because I listened to everybody else. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute. People have their own answers. And once we can teach them how to listen to feedback of others but not internalize it so they can make the best decision for themselves, it's just so empowering.
0: Yeah. So let's dive into the workout portion. Um, What is the purpose of your job? What do you hope to help others achieve and you talked a little bit about that but
1: yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. again my true purpose is really just being that guiding light to help people live their best life so so often as women we let other people kind of rule what we do and we do it because we're heart-centered mm-hmm. individuals and we want to do what's best for our husband or we want to do what's best for our kids or we want to do what's best and what we're told to do mm-hmm But that's not always what's best for ourselves. And in prioritizing ourselves and in discovering our core values and reprioritizing those core values, we can actually better serve the people around us. So rather than just folding and saying, okay, whatever you want, it's like, okay, well, what do I want? And how can that help my family and my job in a way that also helps me?
0: Yeah. It's funny, I'm looking at my core values right now. I have to revamp them a little bit since two years ago. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And that's like been the hardest part. I've been stuck on it for a long time. And I think that finding your life that aligns with the core values is I think easier once you identify exactly what they are. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And so many people don't actually know what their core values mm-hmm. are and it might be, oh well my family is a core value. But why? What is it about your family that makes it a core value? And once you understand that, it's a lot easier to then start prioritizing it.
0: I like that because I actually asked in my yoga class like what cause I had a quote that I wanted to talk about, and I asked them, like, what's a core value to you? And my students were giving me amazing responses, like honesty. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like that's like beautiful, like to break it down even more. Like to build a family, based on honesty, right? Mm -hmm. Or a life based on honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so why do you think people are generally so afraid of stepping outside their comfort zones?
1: Well, they're comfortable. (laughs) It's like, I like to explain it like sitting underneath a heated blanket on a cold winter day. You don't want to move out from underneath the heated blanket because you're afraid to face how cold your house actually is because your (laughs) nest has it, you know, your nest set itself to away mode because you haven't moved in three hours because you're watching (laughs) some crummy TV show and you don't want to move. But the moment that you do move is the moment that you really start seeing more potential. You realize how long you've been stuck and eating those boxes of Girl Scout cookies that are sitting around. But the same thing is in your life where if you're too comfortable you're not growing Mm. and people are afraid to shift because there's fears that are holding them back there's limiting beliefs that are holding them back and they'd rather just stay where they are and face what they already know so it might not be good but they know what they're facing so whether it's a career where they're like oh well You know, things aren't great, but I know what my boss demands of me, and I know the culture, and I'm afraid if I go to this new, better career opportunity that the culture could be worse, and my Mm -hmm. boss could be a jerk. So I'd rather just stay with what I know rather than facing a potentially great situation that we tend to morph into a potentially really crappy situation.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting how, like that ideal per, or that person that you mentioned immediately shifted into like the negative. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, in, that's interesting.
1: I think inherently we all do that because we're all very much like, Oh, well what's the worst case scenario? and What could go wrong? And as humans, we never typically take time to say, well, what could go right? We're always focused on what could go wrong mm-hmm. in every situation. So as a coach, I work with clients to say, well, you just listed off a hundred reasons of things that could go wrong, but give me one thing that can go right. Right. Give me two things that can go right and start to shift from a lower energy and lower mindset into a higher energy state where you can see more opportunities.
0: Love that. I love that. Um, could you also speak about how this connects to the energy leadership assessment you provide?
1: Yeah. So I just mentioned lower energy level, lower mindset mindset and higher energy. So my training is based on core energy coaching, which basically states that there are seven levels of energy broken out into two types of energy. The two types are catabolic energy, which is very draining and anabolic energy, which is very driving. So high level, that's really all people need to understand is that there's energy that drains you and there's energy that drives you. When you're in a lower energy level, you're very much protecting yourself and your self-interest. So you bring about um, conflict, you tend to avoid things. Um, When you're in a higher level, in an anabolic energy, you find more opportunity, you're in flow, you have higher levels of satisfaction. So life just becomes a lot easier for you. Mm -hmm. I have an assessment called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment that is data backed. Um, Forbes rated it as one of the top 10 assessments for personal development. I have access to this assessment, and basically it shows you your current potential for leadership, not only of others, but of yourself, so that you can start identifying where do you have these lower levels of energy and where do you have these higher levels, and what does that mean for you? Because it spits out this data and says, you know. On a good day, you're 20% level one, 30% level three, and 50% level five. What what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Those are just numbers, but to you as an individual, how do you see that showing up for yourself? And it really lets us set this baseline that establishes the rest of our coaching relationship.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so neat. Um. I really like this next question because we kind of talked about it before I started recording. Um, And I have mentioned on this podcast that I struggle with the Gratitude Journal. Mm -hmm. And I even told you about the jar that I was given. I mentioned this in the last episode and how I put it in a place that it's like accessible and easy for me. And I cut up paper ahead of time so that's not an excuse of why I'm not doing it. Um, And I also took out the every single day element that can be a struggle, so I just do it when I needed. Like My example was I took a really amazing shower and I just said, I am so grateful for that extra long hot shower. Um, so one of the things you talk about is starting a gratitude journal um, to start incorporating energy leadership into your life. How is starting a gratitude journal help you out personally? And maybe you can even add on of how it works for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. I started my gratitude journal pretty early in my coaching uh, journey uh, when I started my coach training program and I had heard about the benefits of it before. I had always just kept putting it off. Same as you. Like I had set too many parameters around it. I made it too difficult. I put it in place, my journal in places that it didn't work. And when I started my coaching journey and they were like, you know, gratitude journaling really helps raise your energy level. Like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And it really helped me. So I was still in corporate, and I would come home every single day. And for me, I did make it daily because I was in such a low rut at work at the time that I needed to realize that I wasn't on an island. Because I had gotten to the point in my career where I felt like everybody was just dumping on me and that I didn't have a life source or like a um, life raft. Mm. So I would go home every day and I would write in my journal two to three things that I was grateful for and one thing that I was proud of myself for. And the gratitude aspect really helped me realize that I wasn't alone. Um, It really helped me realize and appreciate how much my administrative assistant was doing for me because she literally would just pick up any slack that I ended up having mm. because I just, quote unquote, couldn't mm-hmm. anymore. I would just be like, hey, please go do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> please go. And not only did it help me realize that she was there helping me, but it also helped me express gratitude to her because mm. the first step is awareness. And if you're don't, if you not aware that somebody's there helping you, you can't thank them properly and really give an in-depth reason for why you're thankful like a lot of times we're like thanks and walk out of the room but it's like thank you so much you've been such a life support for me you've really kept me sane through all of this transition that i'm going through um and personally the um the one thing that i was proud of myself for that really helped because the coach i was working with at the time pointed out that i was really good at complimenting others but i was really hard on myself Mm. So every day I would be like, okay, what's one thing I did that I'm proud of? Some days it was as silly as I washed my dishes before putting them in the sink, or I loaded the dishwasher, and those seem silly, but I am not the domestic one in my house. Like, my husband does all of that. So for me, it was a big win because it's like, oh, like I did something that helped him. Like I didn't just throw my dirty dishes in the sink. Like (laughs) I rinsed them. And then other days it was like, I'm really proud of myself because I kept a higher level energy Mm -hmm. when my boss was giving me crap. I was able to see the possibility rather than immediately falling into conflict. But it was those baby steps through my journey with gratitude and complimenting myself that really allowed me to shift my energy up and then maintain that energy the more frequent that I practice gratitude and more, I just welcomed it into my life more.
0: Yeah, and I think that, I, I like the dish analogy, and I just read about this recently, the idea of, you know, like sometimes the dishes pile up, you have like all these chores around your house – And instead of being, like, frustrated by the chores, like, maybe think, like, I am so lucky that we have food for me to clean these dishes, or I have people in the house that eat this food, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe this is your husband's perspective. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's, like, the better way to think of it. Like, oh, I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm cleaning them because, like, we're well fed, or that was a great meal. and. That's that energy shift up instead of being like, Oh my God, why do we always have so many dishes Yeah, like the laundry in our house? I definitely need to start thinking about
1: that. Yeah. It's like, I'm grateful. (laughs) I have a family for this. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times in my gratitude journal on my very worst days, I would just be like, I'm grateful. I have a job. Mm. Like I'm grateful that I was in the financial position that I could start this coaching program because I have this job and I'm grateful that my job provides me the flexibility to go to coaching school, to start this new career Mm. while they're still paying me. So things like that, it was allowing me to start seeing like, hey, there's value for still working here while I get certified to go do this other thing.
0: Yeah. So
1: it was really powerful.
0: That's awesome. So maybe as we like, I know around this time of year, our resolutions and goals start to fall by the wayside. Like, take this day, take this hour, whatever it is, and maybe think of something that you want to start to shift your mindset up, right? I love that. And I know I kind of maybe talked bad about the gratitude journal in the resolution, but I like that idea of how it does shift your mindset. Yeah. And that's super important.
1: Yeah. And there's so many ways to express gratitude and gratitude journaling. Um, I personally use a journal, you use a jar, some people just take time to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's literally just taking five minutes of each day and walking into your closet where you can get sanity and saying, (laughs) today I am grateful that I was able to step away from my kids for two seconds or take that shower, but just actually voicing it Mm -hmm. is sometimes enough to start Mm -hmm. that practice. Like you don't need to do something really crafty or start a journal. um, And whatever you do, just give yourself permission to not be perfect.
0: Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, One element you discuss often is how to deal with the inner critic that might hinder um, us from finding our authentic voice. I have a ton of questions about this one, so I'm so excited to talk about this.
1: (laughs) So we all have an inner critic. Um, I like to call it a gremlin. And it's basically this voice inside our head that says, I'm not good enough. So I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not insert the blank and that inner critic and that gremlin. That's really the voice that holds us back from being great, showing up as our authentic self, it keeps us playing small. So as a coach, I help my clients, A, identify what is that voice? What is it protecting them from? A lot of times it dates back to when we were kids. And I'm not a therapist, but as a coach, I am trained to say, okay, well, what happened when we were between, like, 8 and 10 years old? And even now, you can probably think back and be like, oh, my God, there was that one situation where Bobby on the playground, like, said something mean about my outfit and now I'm overly self-critical about what I wear Mm -hmm. every day. Um, And through that, through identifying what is the voice telling you? Why is it telling you that? What is it protecting you from? Is it protecting you from people like little Bobby critiquing you? Mm -hmm. And do you need that protection anymore? We can often coach somebody through addressing the critic. The voice will always be there, but it's how you respond to it. So do you choose to let it, do you choose to let the voice um, keep you small? Or do you choose to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, somebody might critique my outfit today, or somebody might question what I said, but it's cool. I can handle it. I can handle the fallout. I know I'm smart enough. I know I'm capable. I know I'm worthy, and I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm.
0: I think I was actually going to ask when we were talking about like energy leadership and you said, um, limiting beliefs and I, I was like going to ask it then, but I knew this question was coming up and I just, that idea of I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not old enough or no, no one's going to like this is I think a, something that people experience daily.
1: Yeah. So there are four main energy blocks from keeping us from really living our true potential and living a life of mastery limiting beliefs is one of them that's the lowest level of energy meaning that you can pretty quickly coach around a okay. limiting belief so that's like they'll never be a female president so it's not worth me running for president mm. so it's not directly related to you you see it happening to somebody else so you're just like oh well it's never gonna happen why bother the next one is um, interpretations so something happens and you interpret why it happened so that you start creating the story for yourself like oh I didn't get the job because they didn't like what I was wearing or they didn't Mm -hmm. I didn't get the job because I'm a woman and it's a male-dominated organization this starts to go into a story that you're telling yourself but it's really not based on any personal experience that you've had you're just telling yourself a story The next one are assumptions. And this is really where energy starts to take hold because this is based on your personal experience. So I know you're a runner. Um, I ran one marathon back in 2014. (laughs) Training was the worst experience I could have ever had in my life. The race was great. I ran it in Munich, Germany, so that was awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Training was literally... I cried during every training run. I, it was, if you're a runner, don't use my experience to guide you. I know you can have a great coach. Like I know you had a uh, Christian. But for me, I really struggle with the idea of running another marathon because mm-hmm. to me, I assume that the training experience will be the same. So because it was really bad once, I'm assuming it's going to be really bad again. So that's how assumptions keep us back and keep mm-hmm. us playing small. And the, Last one are these gremlins, and those have such an energetic hold on us because it's literally this voice inside us that says we're not good enough.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and I almost feel like those, all four of them, are reasons why, like, it's good to surround yourself with people who are positive or people who like raise you up, right? And it's to find that, like, I guess, energy shift in your own relationships is really important.
1: Yeah. And it's really important to not only surround yourself with those people, but also be willing to listen to other people when, cause we often go to our friends and our families and we vent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they kind of reframe what we're saying and we don't want to listen to them.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if we can listen to what they're saying and start to realize that, Oh, you know what? like I am limiting myself or this is an assumption that I'm making or I am saying that I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not confident. Like why aren't I confident? So partnering with either a coach or a therapist or a family member or another impartial third party who can help you start to hear what you're not saying.
0: Yeah.
1: Because there's so much power to that because we create such stories that it's really hard for us to start to read between the lines because we're very glued to our personal script. Yeah. And we need somebody to to be on the other side of that to be like, well, you're saying this. I'm hearing that. What does that mean to you? What do you see in the gap here?
0: And that could probably help you strengthen relationships of people that you're struggling to understand personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Um, What is one daily practice that you believe people should do to achieve daily growth in their self-development journey?
1: Definitely take time to meditate, whether it be reading a meditation book, using an app like headspace or calm Mm. um going to yoga Uh any of those things learning to meditate and taking time to meditate and take time for yourself it really teaches you to raise awareness of what your brain is doing so it teaches you to be in the moment if thoughts come in you can start to train your brain to be aware of like hey wait a minute thought you're not supposed to be here go away um And through that awareness, you can then have better control over your actions and your responses and reactions in Mm. other areas of your life. So it's one thing that has really helped me. It's something I recommend to all of my clients, whether they choose to do it or not. It's up to them. But there are many different ways of meditating. So don't be afraid of it. I know you end your podcast with meditation every time, but it's one of those things where there's... A ton of different ways to meditate. Mm-hmm. There's days where I have this, um, it's called tracing and it's a meditation book. And I literally just, it, there's faint lines and I trace and I trace the lines and I create a picture and it's soothing and it keeps me in the moment. And then there's other days that I need to just sit there and close my eyes and listen to the headspace guy talk for 15 minutes because mm-hmm. it, it's just, what do I need in the moment? But it's something that I think can really help people start to tap into their own growth and what they need and, what, and build an understanding of what it is that's going on for them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like that you mentioned that there's many different ways to be mindful, to meditate, to come back to the present moment. And sometimes we have to find what works for us and not what someone says. And that's one thing I think I learned from my meditation training was this is the way we teach it, but that doesn't mean that other ways are incorrect or wrong. In fact, Mm -hmm. the way that I teach it is not really the way I was trained because I find that sometimes I need silence and I want the silence and other times I need someone guiding me gently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I need... Um, cause I'm not trained in meditation and my brain totally loves to wander. Mm-hmm. So I like when I'm listening to the headspace app, like I like that he'll randomly come back in and be like, remember to focus on your breath. I'm like, Oh, right. Uh-huh. I was totally thinking about tomorrow's to do list. Mm-hmm. Noted. Okay. <laughs> breathe. One, two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the other night, another great way is, um, I go to restorative yoga and just, it gives you the permission to just lay there and be there mm-hmm. and just tap into what your body wants. And yeah, it, it's, there's so much value to learning to be present in the moment. The only thing we can control is the present moment. Mm-hmm. We can't control the past, it already happened. We can't control the future, we can't predict it. All we can control is what is here and now. And the more you allow your brain to be here and now, the better you can align yourself for whatever the future may bring.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so what are your favorite topics to coach?
1: So my favorite things to coach are definitely um, educating around the seven levels of energy through that energy leadership assessment and educating on the six areas of influence that directly impact our life. So there's are six areas that basically will determine if we're Going to experience a life of success or a life of stress. Mm-hmm. It's the same stimulus, it's how we respond to it that will t- determine success or stress. So, I start all of my coaching relationships with the energy leadership assessment so I can educate my clients on the seven levels of energy and what's called a scope assessment that educates on these six areas. Because from there, It literally can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I can coach on finding their authentic voice or stepping out of their comfort zone or setting boundaries. Whatever they need tends to come up in those first two assessments. So those are definitely my most favorite things to coach on because from there, not only does it teach us a language where you can start talking in levels of energy where... You know if somebody comes to me like oh xyz like well what energy level is showing up for you like i don't have to coach around that at that point it's just like all right cool like you're thinking you're experiencing level two what would a level three look like or how would a level four respond to this but it also allows them to raise awareness in their own life not only for how they're acting but they can start to assess it in other people which helps them improve relationships because if they go into a meeting and they are at level five, which is very opportunity based and somebody's very conflict oriented, which is level two, they can go in and be like, Ooh, you know what? That person and I are not seeing eye to eye right now. So what can I do to meet mm. them where they are? So then we can then step up together to work to a true win-win scenario. So rather than getting frustrated that somebody's not understanding your point of view, my clients can take this information that they learn from the levels of energy and the scope assessment, and they can start to reflect and say, oh, okay, this is what's happening right now in myself and in the other person, or here's this thing that's causing me stress. What's a different way to look at it? And where can we go from there?
0: That That's awesome. I feel like everyone should have some kind of training in that, Especially as they're going into jobs. You know, we talk about how in high school, like, kids need to experience, like, hands-on training and things. But why not how to work effectively with other people? Like, knowing your strength and helping other people rise up with their strengths. Mm -hmm. It might be totally different than you.
1: Right. Absolutely. And being able to respond to that Mm -hmm. and being able to train your own mindset so that you're aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. for you. So you're not responding or... I'm sorry, you're not reacting because yes. you want to take time to think and respond. Mm-hmm. Reaction is a gut thing. R- response is a mental energetic space. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my gosh. So where can people find you and your information?
1: Yeah, so my website is the best place to go. It's conchicoaching.com, Kanchi, short for Hawken. Uh, C-O-N-S-H-Y coaching.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm most active on that social Mm -hmm. media, uh, just at at Conchie Coaching.
0: Awesome. And what what, um, workshops do you have coming up that people should definitely sign up for? Yeah, so I
1: have a few. Uh, Definitely on my website, I have an upcoming events page that I constantly keep updated. Local in the area, I have a... What's your... um, What's your success formula? I have that being hosted at a couple places. I have it being hosted at the Conshohocken United Methodist Church in a couple weeks. I have it being hosted at REI um, here in Conshohocken. that one sold out
0: last time, right? It
1: did sell out. Yeah. So definitely jump on the waiting list because um, I think I saw that this one just filled up as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I also have a Flip the Script, Change Your Mindset, Change the World Those are also at REI. They were just announced, so you can definitely still get tickets for those. All the events at REI are free. Um, All the other ones I try to keep at a reasonable price just because I like making this accessible to other people. Um, And then I'm also coaching at the World Happiness Summit in Miami. So if you guys wanna jump down to Miami, Florida in um, March, definitely hop on a plane and come see me. I'll be coaching there. And then there was just a new conference announced here in Philly in April, called the Selfish Conference, which Mm. is teaching you how to teaching you that being selfish is okay. Okay. That being selfish allows you to prioritize yourself, which then allows you to better serve other people. Mm. Um, And I'm coaching at that. That's on April third. Awesome. Um, So there's some really cool things coming up.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'll definitely put some links on the podcast notes too. Mm. Um, So I'm going to end with my last three questions. Um, What stretches are you doing in your own life right now?
1: Yeah. So definitely pushing myself out of my comfort zone and jumping into a lot of different coaching opportunities and networking opportunities. I am an introvert by nature. Mm -hmm. So teaching myself and stretching myself to go into these environments where I have to be the extrovert. So putting myself into these coaching opportunities at the World Happiness Summit, at the Selfish Conference, um, that's really a stretch for me. And I'm loving what's coming of it. I'm loving to see, I'm loving the growth and um, I'm learning that it's okay to kind of take off that shield and go talk to people and share what I love.
0: It's so funny. I feel like on this show I've had a handful of extroverts and a handful of introverts, and every it's like I feel like there's this misconception. Uh, like I feel like I talked about this before. <laughs> there's this misconception of people who are introverted, um, that they're shy and quiet, and that doesn't mean they're great at conversation. That doesn't mean like we had that awesome conversation at Fiend, and I just it was very natural and flowing. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really need to start to reshape the concept of the introvert. Yes. Yeah.
1: And you know what's really interesting is one of my clients was saying that she is an introvert, but she's an external processor, mm. meaning she needs time to herself to press the reset button. She very much values alone time, but when it comes to brainstorming things, she needs a buddy. Mm. So, and I was like, oh my God, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. like. Mm-hmm introverts really just like to process things and take time to think but that doesn't mean that they don't enjoy social interaction they just need their space
0: yeah yeah I feel like I am at first of all I'm the oldest in my family and I always feel like I'm extroverted and I also feel like I always understood the oldest viewpoint but now having like a second child like my heart's like reaching out for second children everywhere all of a sudden like the younger kids because mm-hmm. I'm like oh, no, these poor kids are, like, getting forgotten because of the dynamic personalities, perhaps, mm-hmm. of their siblings, like myself. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really having a soft spot for introverts and second, third, fourth children.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the second child. My husband is the third. And it's it's really funny even seeing the dynamic from, like, second child to third because mm-hmm. I'm one of two. We're both the youngest. But it's really funny because I still felt like I had equal playing field with mm-hmm. my parents. and. He definitely does with his, but it's really interesting to see the dynamic with three kids. Because (laughs) at some point, like, you know, if one mom is going to the store with three kids, like, somebody's not going to get to hold mommy's hand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mommy only has two
0: hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what is something that you are enjoying doing in your life for you?
1: So I have been really into the yoga thing mm. lately I used to be a huge runner I haven't been motivated to run lately so I've been really prioritizing going to yoga I go four times a week and I love that it's time that I could just focus on being there focusing on linking my breath to movement mm. I don't have to worry about doing anything there's no wrong way to do yoga just showing up is doing yoga um, so for me
0: I'm all about that right now. Awesome, cool. And what's something you can't stop talking about?
1: So it's totally random, um, but I really love my cleaning products. Yeah, they are all natural. They're kid-friendly, pet-friendly. It's called Branch Basics, and there's no scent to them, and I love them, because for someone like me, who has literally avoided cleaning her whole life, I think I've avoided cleaning because of the chemical smell, and I don't like touching the stuff. So my friend from Asheville turned me on to it and I'm completely obsessed. And every time like something spills, I'm like, ooh, I'll get the branch basics. I'll do it. I'll do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I can uh, I'll share a link for that as well. But totally obsessed. If you have pets, if you have kids, like you don't have to worry about them touching, you can let them like you can let kids help you in the kitchen. I don't have to worry when my dog starts licking the floor, like oh, what's on the floor. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's all natural. He won't die.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, that's really fun. Yeah. Like, that's such a cool thing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's totally random. And, but yeah, big fan.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you for having
1: me. This has been great.
0: Hi. I hope you were able to enjoy the conversation I had with Jen from Conchi Coaching and today's meditation is to help you when you find that your thoughts are hindering you from achieving your goals or blocking you from accomplishing your dreams a lot of this takes place in the subconscious and as jen mentioned it can connect to different parts of your life including your childhood while this is something small that you can do daily like we talked about meditation Mm -hmm. mindfulness breath really important I do suggest working with somebody who is a professional if your thoughts are impeding your success or happiness to the point where it's a little much. Um, again, taking care of yourself is number one, um, but let's get started. Find a comfortable seat and bring your chin towards your chest. Let your left ear come to the shoulder and begin to take some slow, gentle, neck rolls the next time the chin comes to the chest start to take the neck rolls in the other direction And then when the chin comes back to the chest, slowly start to lift the chin up. Allow your spine to grow straight. Perhaps taking a few shoulder rolls to help you get there. Letting the shoulders roll up and back. Bring your awareness to your breath. Not trying to change the pattern of your breathing. But just notice it. How are you breathing? Bring awareness to your seat. It's connection to the earth that grounds you and supports you as you move throughout your life. Notice it resting, allowing you to focus your mind on the present moment. Gently begin to scan the body, starting with the toes, Working your way up the legs, the core, the hips, the belly, the back, your shoulders and chest, your neck. all the way to the top of your head. Notice any tension, and lovingly send your breath to those areas. Find yourself relaxed. Begin to set a resolve based around a story in your mind. For example, if your mind is telling you you're not good enough, turn that story into I am good enough and will be successful. View this statement in your mind as if you wrote it down on a piece of paper. Say this statement or resolve three times quietly in your mind. when your mind turns to the outside in this meditation or the negative just notice don't feed those thoughts just gently return to the breath bring your attention to a white sand beach with beautiful turquoise water. So clear that you can see the sand below the water. Feel the warmth of the sun on your body. It's not too hot that you're sweating, but it feels magnificent. you see a tiny island up ahead. It has a beautiful waterfall you've been wanting to see. You place your toes into the water. Leaning forward, you begin to swim. Gracefully, with ease, You swim through the beautiful, clear water. There is nothing below you but white sand, and nothing above you but a bright blue sky. The water supports you as you move. when you arrive on the island you see the waterfall ahead walking towards it you are in awe of its size and the thunder like sound it makes as the water hits the ground beneath it you find a rock and sit underneath the waterfall letting the water wash your hair face, and body, giving you a beautiful fresh start. When you are done, you walk away from the waterfall and look at the beach where you came from. Visualize the statement you wrote earlier about yourself. Say it quietly three times in your head. When you are ready, Open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me on But First Stretch. I really enjoyed having this conversation with Jen, and I'm looking forward to more to come. If there's anything that you want to hear, or any interviews that would speak to you, please reach out to me. You can follow me at Jen McCracken on Facebook and Instagram, or Conchi, also on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for supporting me, giving me the inspiration to reach out and find more people's stories to share with you. And have a wonderful day.